0: And welcome to this game where with me, Ashley, and me, Chris. Hello, everyone. Hope you're
1: all okay. I remembered we've just had a a lovely time talking about the Stanley Parable Ultra's looks.
0: Yep, and you're not going to hear it. The people listening, although you might. I I heard it, I I took took part part in the conversation. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, the game today is not actually, it's it's somewhat, it's a little bit slight. So, actually, they might end up hearing us talk about the Stanley Parable some more. I don't know. It depends.
1: Well, it depends how much we can eke out of this.
0: Yeah, I, I say that. The game, actually... I'm not sure how slight the game is. I haven't played it for lit- actually 20 years. Two decades ago was the last time I played this game. But I know that there isn't... It's one of those games that nothing notorious or weird happened while they were making it. It just got made.
1: The game got made. The game came no out. No drama.
0: The end. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so I'm not sure what i'm going to tell you in this first half i'm going to tell you about the game as much as i can remember because again i don't really remember too much to the point where i nearly went and had a little go just to remind myself of some stuff but i i decided not to because that that is against the spirit of what we do
1: absolutely is you'd have been hauled over the coals for that so i didn't good lad so, why is it uh
0: this week it is this game where you acquire a white
1: what oh, i thought
0: you were telling me to stop
1: no i'm i'm, I'm- Reflecting, I'm playing a so thinking face. So, for the
0: benefit of the audience, but benefit of the listeners, Chris has just put his hand, his finger on his lips, with the tip of his finger touching the the bottom of his nose. He's now shifted it slightly up his nose, so it doesn't look quite like the universal symbol for shh. Yeah, all right, I can see that. I stopped because it looked like he was trying to sort of stop me. That is like something that he might do.
1: I'm really sorry. I'm I'm trying to engage with you, but at least we've got an extra 20
0: seconds of content out of it to try and, you know, eat the episode out. Yeah, true. He's trying to engage with me. Did you hear that? He's trying to engage with me. Trying. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. But, you know, you don't give me enough. You don't give me anything, Ashley. Like that's like you're what in my I hear head. when he says that. It's like you're in my head. Uh, this week, it is this game where you acquire a wide variety of monsters that you can then rear and train for battle. Did you, mom? No. Monster Hunter? No. Pokemon? No. Keep scraping until you get right to the bottom all, of the barrel.
1: All three of those, I thought there's got to be something to say about that, so I, I assumed it couldn't be any of those. You train a monster for battle?
0: Yeah. You You acquire a wide variety of monsters, and then you can rear them, you can train them for battle, you can you can decide what they eat and probably how they sleep where they poop all that sort of stuff just to make sure that they're in absolute fine fettle for when you for unleash them on other monsters Pardon? for battling no g for battling yeah i don't know it is a little known it's actually quite well known game called monster rancher oh
1: okay
0: but we are playing monster rancher advance 2
1: because game game i did Boy not play
0: gameboy advance yeah. yeah now i think this might be one of those games that performs better than it should simply because it's on the game boy advance so i think we're going to enjoy this game i'm putting it out there
1: okay so so it's going to be another one of those this game where episodes where it's game boy advance therefore we're going to gush all over it if you need to put
0: it that way for yourself then yes
1: i just know for just the listener just because some people might have gone for the listener
0: oh, here they go again
1: game boy advance
0: maybe maybe if they i don't know how many Game Boy Advance games we've done by uh, by this point, but Quite I don't think up. it depends how dedicated th- our
1: fans are, doesn't it as well?
0: It does. How many of those they've listened to, but yeah. for their for anybody's benefit, to be honest, that's listening. I don't think we have actually played one of these Game Boy Advance games and disliked it. I think we've still got a, a full on uh, winning streak. Yeah, I think we have in that regard. Yeah. And, you,
1: and you don't think this is going to break that?
0: No, I think I think it's a bit. of... So from what I remember, without telling you yet what the game entails. I think it's a bit of a time-sync game, and I remember playing it for a good couple of weeks and and wanting to go back and play it. So, like, going to school, having to think about it while I was supposed to be learning German or something. Yeah. Or something and then uh, coming home and, and playing as much as I could.
1: That, those are the games I really enjoyed when I was both at primary and secondary school, the ones that I just couldn't stop thinking about. just, I want to get home. I want to play them.
0: Hmm. This one was probably... I don't remember exactly. And... This one was probably not vying with the likes of um, Final Fantasy X or Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 2, which were the first few handfuls of games that I got for the PlayStation 2. Because I got my PlayStation 2 a little bit later than, um, than the rest. So I think that I actually had this before I had the PlayStation 2. If I hadn't, if I'd had the PlayStation, then I probably wouldn't have been thinking about this game at, at school. I probably would have actually overlooked it. And and actually, as a little bit of an insight into why I hold the Game Boy Advance so dear, because I kind of do, surprisingly, even to me, I didn't really have a main console that was active at the time that I was playing Game Boy Advance in terms of home consoles. <laughs> I had a Nintendo 64, but it was really in its dying days. Yeah. So I think the last game that I got, like the latest game that I got for the, the N64 was Conker's Bad Fur Day. And I think I think I had that before this. So I'd already sort of played my way through Conker's Bad Fur Day. And that was probably the dying death of, of my Nintendo 64. This game came out in 2002, November 2002. The prequel, not the prequel, the previous iteration of it, Monster Rancher Advance, uh, that came out in 2001, November 2001. Okay. So there's a there's a single solitary year between the two entries, and they are the only entries that came out on the Game Boy Advance. I've chosen the Monster Rancher Advance 2 title over the first one, simply because... I think and I could be wrong I think there are certain refinements that were made to the game uh, that make this the better way to show off its its strengths. But you did you play both of them? I did yeah okay. I played the first one and loved it and then played the second one because I'd played the first one and enjoyed it so much.
1: Um so so what is it cuz I've I don't think I've even ever, ever actually heard of these games to be quite honest.
0: Yeah so uh it's a tie into a TV show First and foremost, like most of these other uh, sort of RPG co- collecting monsters things, Digimon you've already mentioned, Pokemon you've already mentioned, uh, there was a bit of a glut of them in the early 2000s. Yes, there was. Late 90s, early 2000s. And this was, as I've intimated, probably not at the top of most people's piles. Whether you're talking about the animation that was shown on TV or whether you're talking about the games, uh, this was sort of B class, C class type type fair
1: well as someone who in the early noughties was into pokemon uh never going to digimon at all but Mm. but this was not on my radar whatsoever so i think that i mean obviously i'm it's a very small sample it's only me but for me to have never heard of this the game or tv show that kind of speaks something about it
0: yep comparing it it does it does get compared to those uh, entries, the Pokemons and the Digimons and whatnot, and it there is a, a reason because it is a game where you acquire I, was, I keep using that word for a reason which I'll go into in a moment. You acquire various monsters of, of all different types and shapes and colours and so on, and they all have certain attributes that make them good or bad at various different types of battling, and you then pit them against each other, having put the work in to sort of build them up, uh, build their character traits up uh, in various ways. So you've got your old classics attack and defense and, and then a few other character traits. that I can't remember. We're going to find out when we play the game what they are. I mean, I'm trying to make that, that particular aspect sound more exciting than it is. I don't really like... I'm not really fussed about stat following the stats in games like this. Uh, I don't know my IVs from my EVs in, uh, in Pokemon parlance. And I, I definitely don't know whether it has any depth... Uh, to that aspect of this game, um,
1: so that sounds exactly like Pokemon. So, what makes this different to Pokemon?
0: That's just what I was going to yeah. uh, try and dig into. Good. Um on. It's it's debatable whether it's as fully fledged an experience as Pokemon. It's not a. It's not like a full on RPG where you go out into the world and encounter these monsters in the world. Rather, you are stuck on a ranch monster and that's ranching. the title you're stuck on a ranch and you are i keep saying it and i will get to it <laughs> acquiring you are acquiring yep. these monsters and they they just appear on your ranch and then you do the various different tasks with them to uh up their um up their stats to get them ready for battle now you are you are rearing and breeding rearing and breeding and the rearing side of it involves what uh, deciding what they eat deciding how they train so like they might go and work out on a punching bag as far as i remember i don't know if i've inserted the punching bag thing but i think you can like choose out of five or six different gym activities and though each of those gym activities works on one of their character traits right so, if you wanted to work on their attack, then presumably the punching bag would be the place that you send them. They do a day's labor, or whatever you want to call it, on the punching bag. And then they get two extra points in their attack or something Yay. Like that. Depending on how you feed them, then that, that affects how they are able to train as well. Um, but again, I can't really. And this is, why, this is why I said that it might be a little bit slight. I can't remember enough to be able to tell you how it affects them. But it does, and then over the course of many, many weeks and day days and weeks and presumably months and years, you you take this raw material that is this wild monster and you chisel it into a finely honed beast for the battle arena. You can. I never did because I didn't have any friends with a link cable or a Game Boy Advance. Uh, you can link up and battle against each other.
1: Nice. See, so y- you take your coal. You turn into Diamond. What is the purpose? Why are you ranching these monsters and fighting That's them? That's it. That there's no purpose.
0: Well, that kind of is the purpose. So I I said that it's not as quite it's not quite as fully fledged an experience as the other things in this genre area, like Digimon, like Pokemon. Um, this is this is purely a monster ranching game where you raise them, you you train them, you. Breed them, because you can... Like, I say breed. You can take two monsters and you can smash them together until they take on one another's traits. That's how babes one. are made, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Although I don't have any, so... Uh, you know, I could be... It could be said that I don't know. Maybe. The full ins and outs. Something to do with a belly button or something. I do Yeah, I think uh, so. Um, what it- I would say, and what a lot of other people say, is that... Um, this is maybe a sort of a middle ground between a Tamagotchi and a fully fledged RPG. And that is where I'm feeling a little bit wary about what we're going, how we're going to approach this game, how we're going to feel about this game. Because if, if errs more towards the Tamagotchi and is too slight, then maybe it's not going to appeal. Whereas I think there might be like this really nice sweet spot where it might well have just paired away a lot of the guff that you have to wade through and certainly had to wade through in those early 2000s in in bloated RPGs. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's paired away all of that and left you with this pure experience of raising monsters.
1: So this is almost the intersection in the Venn diagram between Pokemon and Tamagotchi, is that that sweet spot right in the middle as you were talking i was thinking about pokemon The pokemon games you have the rpg elements you have the fighting elements and then later ones did introduce breeding and thinking about characteristics Mm -hmm. and, and all that and for me i found that a bit too bloated it felt like there was too much going on in, in the game because you had the actual plot the rpg elements and that as well whereas if this is maybe dispensing with that rpg elements and just focusing on that whole acquiring raising the, the stats side of it which hmm. you know full disclosure I, I quite enjoyed that The looking at the stats and analyze them quite carefully okay you know maybe, maybe this would be really good
0: yeah i i'm hoping so the it's definitely story light i can say that much with uh with a good degree of confidence like that the story as far as i remember is is non-existent i remember very definitely the uh the like the layout of the screen and and the layouts were quite static um and there weren't really that many characters ambling their way to to your ranch to you know butt in and talk to you about the state of affairs around the rest of the world it was really just you and your monsters which you know doesn't sound too bad.
1: That sounds like quite paradise or idyllic. Just still, Maybe.
0: I appreciate unplayed. I appreciate that you're trying to go on this journey with me uh, in terms of sort of looking at this in a positive light because there is a possibility that we are going to spend the latter half of this podcast talking about how drossy is. So, well, if we go
1: uh, in, if we go with high expectations, then oh, actually that's not a good way to do it, is it? Because,
0: yeah, Well, that. yeah, but also I don't necessarily extend this uh, courtesy to you when you bring nonsense games to me. <laughs> wow, so, so it says morality. I'm very aware. Well, possibly, yeah. This can, can I just sequel full, No, this sequel also added something. One thing that I do remember that the first game I don't think that I don't think the first game had, and it's monsters that can be used to coach other monsters. So if you, that's cool. It's, it's actually, I, yeah, it is pretty cool, and I think that it adds an element to the game that that will. That is a welcome augmentation, because you, the monsters that coach are the monsters, the monsters that you bred prior to taking on your new monsters. So when a monster retires, you can then use that monster to train the monsters that you're currently working on, and it gives this sort of um, dynastic feel to to proceedings. So you know, grand old granddad, one eye whatever the, that one was called. There's, there is a monster with one eye and it, it sort of sits on a tail that like a spring, almost like a weird uh, mutant Zebedee. Mm. Yeah. Um, you you know, like your, your one from two generations ago might still be training up your new rookies and pa- trying to pass on the traits that it was uh, very good at. So if you've, if you've really hammered some something strength or, or attack or whatever the version of these character traits might be if you've really upped their strength you can use that one to maximize the strength in your new uh upcoming fighters Clever, and i i liked that addition what were you going to ask about the tv show you said there was a tv series yeah.
1: how was this spread out to a tv show what's the tv show like do you know anything about it did you ever see it what's that yeah i did
0: see it but it was only like in passing i, I can't remember which channel it was on But it was one of those things that I kept missing, you know. Like I don't know if you had that, but um, I mean, I could tell the time at this point. So it was no real good excuse other than the fact that, you know, reading, figuring out when things were on pre-PC, pre-internet was a little bit onerous. You had to buy a book and all sorts. Yeah, Um, back in the day. But what I can tell you is that it was spread out over two seasons. Well, I say spread out. It was it was given two seasons. Once the first season was forty eight episodes, and the second season was twenty five. So there only both. seven, only yeah, seventy three episodes. But in terms of, I think it was cancelled after two seasons. Um, and it's not abnormal for anime seasons to run quite long. Forty eight mm. episodes isn't abnormal at all. Um, that's like less than one a week. It's uh, mm, throughout true. one a single year. Um, In the West, the series, the the two seasons were actually split into three more even length um, affairs. So we might have got, I can't remember when they showed it in ours, but it was certainly around that 2000, 2001, 2002 period. Um, It wasn't, as I have intimated, all that popular or, or successful. The games, however, were more successful and they have run for a lot longer. We've seen entries on the PlayStation. That was actually where it started off. We've seen them on the PlayStation 2. We've seen them on um, the Game Boy Color, the Game Boy Advance, the DS. So it, it kept going mm. uh, f- after the advanced entries. And actually, just last year, we had a remaster of Monster Rancher 1 and 2 from the PlayStation released for the Switch and other systems
1: i can't believe so, this is all completely passed me by i i have not heard of this at all and i feel yeah, quite but, uh not, not bereft that's the wrong word i feel quite uh i don't know how i felt about it it feels strange
0: we could probably make a million a million games that neither of us have heard of that have similarly got similar levels of enthusiasm and I guess fan, so. fandom. So I wouldn't worry about it too much.
1: Obviously, Pokemon... Well, maybe not, obviously, necessarily. The original Pokemon had 150
0: monsters. What's what's the stats for this? No idea, Your Honor. Oh, mm, okay. Sorry. I. So you try and find that out, and and you'll see what I've been up against. I, it's, I like... Presumably, in... Uh, to mirror its popularity or lack or or relative lack thereof there's not that much floating around on the internet about about the game yeah like it's really not out there and that is even taking into consideration the fact that we've just had two remasters of the first of the first games so yeah it's the the series as a whole
1: did you have a when when you you did your research for this was it was like a
0: google whack you typed in monster rancher advance (laughs) and it brought up one match (laughs) one entry (laughs) It's the Wikipedia page. Funny enough, no, no it, it wasn't quite that bad. No, but it's not exactly it's not exactly massive. There are speedrunners. I mean, there's speedrunners for everything, but there's speedrunners specifically for Monster Monster Rancher Advance and Two, Advance Two. Um, so it's not exactly a dead thing, and it's very much that that the people following it now, it's it's almost the. It's almost the definition, not quite the definition, but it's almost the definition of a bit of a cult following. Right here, so the series as a whole, across all of those entries, so there has been quite a lot. They've also been out on mobile platforms as well. I forgot to mention that, and w- which really puts into perspective the number that I'm about to give you, because the series as a whole has sold four million copies. So that's
1: so, since you said PlayStation first version. Before the Game Boy Advance, we looking at say so like since what late nineties, yeah, across multiple platforms, including mobile, yeah, four millions, uh, not, not massive, not that big shape, is it?
0: Mobile platforms, you'd expect tens of millions just for you know Flappy Bird was what that was. I mean that that's not a good example because it's it had a had a weird moment in the spotlight, didn't it? But even small games, I think that 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 have a relatively no. Even small games that equally have a sort of a built-in fanhood on a mobile platform, you'd expect them to sell quite a quite a large handful. Yeah, it already had everything in its favour when it hit mobiles. So yeah, to to only have sold four million, something going on there.
1: And it sounds like the sort of game that would work well on a mobile. I can imagine, you're yeah,
0: something underground
1: farming or ranching your monsters, building their stats, blah yeah. blah. But quite
0: fun yeah quite possibly might be one to look into actually perhaps i don't know um i have been holding back a piece of information and there is a quite a quite an obvious reason for why i've been holding back this piece. how of information. exciting i'm gonna preface with the reason that i that it is an obvious i'm gonna preface with the obvious reason that i've been holding it back and it's because it doesn't apply specifically to the the advanced versions of these games so monster to add Keep calling it Monster Hunter. Monster Rancher Advance and Advance 2 do not have this attribute. So okay.
1: we're getting to the point where we're scraping the barrel of information in the first half. So, which we're going to talk about something that is not related to this actual game.
0: Kind of, but it's intrinsic. It's absolutely essential to know this. And it's, cool. it's definitely the most interesting thing about the game. And one of the reasons that people enjoyed it so much in the past, and actually one that I think you'd enjoy about it as well. But it, it applies primarily to the playstation versions of the games because the f- the first iterations of this series that came out on the playstation i've i've talked about acquiring your monsters because you don't necessarily go out into a world and capture your monsters instead in the in the television series they would find these things called mystery discs and in the game those mystery discs took the form of your own cd collection okay So you start the game up, you get into the game, you you take the disc out of the PlayStation, you put in one of your CDs, and that CD will manifest itself in your game as a monster with unique attributes. That's pretty cool. Yes, I think so and it's a pretty good gimmick especially like late 90s with mm. the new tech that the playstation offers to be able to leverage it in unique ways i'm sure the games were probably doing similar things with hot swapping like that but um i think that you know i'm kind of surprised that that didn't propel this a little bit further although saying that given that this is a game that's primarily aimed at children of a certain age they might not have had cd collections that were all that large so True. you know they were they would have had to borrow their mum's meatloaf and Shania Twain. And I'm not sure what sort of monsters they would uh, throw up in, in this game. The, no, Meatloaf and Shania
1: Twain being monsters themselves. Is that the
0: implication? Yeah. And then uh, imagine, uh, (laughs) well, no, it wasn't, but you know, you take it as you will. Incidentally, I rather like meatloaf, uh, which I know is an absolute, what is one of those things that's supposed to be a guilty pleasure that you keep to yourself. But there you go. It's out in the world. Um, there you go.
1: So it's on records of media. Can I just say as well that as a safety warning, if I if I if I was wandering through a forest and found a mystery disc out in the wild, I'd be uh, I wouldn't be putting it in my PC or PlayStation. No,
0: no. Um, the it gets a little bit more interesting with the PlayStation 2 as well because not only could you use your CDs, but you could also use your DVDs. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it worked, but I assume that there's some kind of uh, unique identifier for each film or CD that is encoded into that film or CD uh, for cataloging purposes or something like that. Mm-hmm. So presumably the game was finding that on each of those uh, pieces of media and using that to inform its its stats and whatnot. Um, the, this game, for obvious reasons, does not do that because it's on the Game Boy Advance. It doesn't have a disc reader. Instead you can enter sort of pseudo passwords so random random uh random strings of alphanumeric characters that will then be translated into monsters for your ranch that does include names so you could put your own name in and see what monster comes up or uh, the name of your enemies and see what monsters come up um which adds its own little unique spin uh, and intrigue to to the proceedings the game also has unique strings of characters that it will deliver through sort of minor quests that you can you can get monsters from um there were to tie in to go back to the playstation version to tie into that system there were a series of discs uh, that you could use that that were referred to sort of in the game's lore as pandora discs and Something they were suspicious yeah they were cds or or particularly dvds that were and they were coded into the game to deliver specific unique monsters so for example in monster rancher 4 on the playstation 2 if you put in the harry potter in the chamber of secrets dvd you got a unique owl monster that also worked with uh the playstation 2 game as well so if you if you if you played monster rancher 4 hot swapped it in for the uh, harry potter playstation 2 game chamber of secrets playstation 2 game you'd get this unique monster 2 and also in monster rancher 2 and monster rancher 4 if you put in the game dead or alive you would get a special character that had the name kasumi who is one of the fighters in dead or alive there were other ones but i have failed to find a good list uh to tell me what they were because so people weren't interested enough
1: those media specifically gave a a specific monster in monster rancher why those ones why did i thought well Harry
0: because Potter? they were well i i should have told you tecmo they right. actually made this game so Co- okay tecmo of tecmo fame yep uh, they made monster rancher monster run they made the Monster Ranch series and they also made Dead or Alive. That explains okay, that one. that makes sense. And then Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, presumably because of it, its mass appeal at the time. Yeah. So I don't know how many of those existed, but that is a thing that was, was in those games. Not in this one, though. Nope. So uh, cool. Cool story. It is good, though. It is I, good. I yeah. did think it was good. I ran out of things to tell you about the game... Uh, the Game Boy Advance version of this uh, series about 10 minutes ago. So I don't know if you want to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I do. Good. All right.
1: Ranch dressing, more like ranch stressing with this game.
0: I don't actually hate that. You said Thank that you. I was going to hate it. I think that's okay.
1: I don't even know what ranch dressing is. It's Is it like salad cream?
0: Um, More like Caesar, Caesar salad dressing that you'd get. Yeah, like, a, like that, but creamier. I, I was going to say Caesar salad dressing that you'd get in a bottle, not one that you'd make yourself. Mm-hmm. Like a bit creamy, and they've put some herb or something in it to give it green flecks.
1: Americans always think that think salad cream is really weird. And the more you think about it, the more it is, it's a strange name, salad cream. And it's a strange thing. I mean, it's delicious, but.
0: It's a strange name. They've, they've renamed it recently. I don't know if you've seen that. I oh, think they? they've done it on purpose. Yeah. Salad queen.
1: Oh, okay. Why? Now,
0: I can't remember what it's, I think it's for the queen's jubilee or whatever. In oh, the UK. Okay. And the thing about that is, they maybe know this, and therefore they're doing it for publicity. But a salad queen, uh, in the gay community, or in certain circles of the game community, possibly—I'm um, not sure. To be honest, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of which community, which part of the community, this term is is used in. Or even which community? A salad queen is somebody that enjoys rimming.
1: Oh, and so... they plastered that all over their bottles. Yep. Well, it's it's what the Queen would, would want for her jubilee, isn't it? I'm sure.
0: Though I'm fairly sure they've done something else with like that before. Like they've given it, they've given one of their sources a, a name that seems plucked out of nowhere, and then actually it's turned out to be some kind of innuendo that that they oh gosh, we definitely weren't aware yeah. of.
1: Guessing some column inches, and I'm sure there's there's That's no way that some thing. spotted turn in Hellman's HQ or wherever it's the Hinds HQ couldn't have googled Salad Queen. Oh look. Or anyway, it, uh, this this yeah, is completely tangential by by. To, to Monster Rancher, uh, but it but it, it was it, it was a nice chat and it it brought me back from the brink of of stress that Monster Rancher has induced in me.
0: I wasn't stressed. I don't really know why it was stressful to no, you. Stress
1: is the wrong is the wrong word. I just I just didn't like it. You didn't like it. No. And well, I took the first opportunity I could to stop playing it.
0: I'm. I'm in two minds what I think. Okay. I'm in two fence. minds what I think. I don't know. So, apologies for what I'm about to say. I'm wondering whether you set yourself up to fail with it in some ways, and they may not be the ways that have brought you to the conclusion that you have uh, arrived at. So, you know, it might be by the by here nor there, but you spent all of your money. Yeah. You spent all of your money, and then you felt compelled to enter tournaments in order to try and claw back the money. So I didn't spent.
1: realize. For the clarity, there, I should clarify that I didn't understand I was spending all my money, and also didn't understand that. The, well, I wasn't saying I didn't understand the money ran out, but of course I did. You have—is it 10000 10, G? At the start of the game. And I was going through lots of gold. training sessions. Let's call it gold. Okay, let's call it gold. I was going through lots of training sessions to try and up the stats of my monster. And I didn't realize that each time I was doing that. Each time I was doing it and also failing every single time. Like I wasn't actually gaining anything from it. But I, I felt compelled to keep going through this training. Each time it was costing... At one point it was 2400 So obviously I didn't get very much bang for my buck. Or actually get through many training sessions before I was then uh, in the red... Mm-hmm. And then, as Ashley said, in the situation where I'm then having to do things in order to earn more money because every so often once needs feeding. I need money in order to feed it. I didn't have much money, therefore I was only able to give my monster food that wasn't going to claw that much of its health or energy or whatever the unit of, of the food uh, gave it back was. So I in a bit of a vicious cycle with it. And yeah, that probably kind of put me in a bit of a bad mood. Although I would, you know, just to make it clear that the bad mood was kind of because I'm paying a lot of money for a service and then the game is not then giving me that service which i thought was unfair
0: okay now i'm going to unpick some of what you've said yep there's a difference between training and sparring in the game training is free sparring costs 2400 gold per session so it was sparring i was doing you're correct you were doing sparring sparring has a guaranteed return. So even if you fail at sparring, you will still get a fairly hefty uh, bump in the various different stats that it trains. So it when you go sparring, presumably you had the same character that I had as a coach, Masamaro, and you could train in power and life, where you got lots of power and a little bit of life, accuracy and life, uh, defence and life and so on and so forth. And um, you it was a fight, it was a battle. You would do the battle. If you won you got a massive bump in your stats. If you lost, you got a smaller bump, but still much more significant than any of the training would give you. So for example, I did defence, I did sparring in defence, which was the tough sparring, and I got twenty-two extra points in my defence. Whereas if I did the tackle training, I got like seven or eight. If I did a good job of it. And so so you get more than double the the stat bump. It wasn't necessary. The problem that the, the problem is though that training the one that you say the, the one that sorry the problem is though that training the bread and butter of maximum or, or increasing your stats, the thing that you should have been doing sort of week in week out that has a, a failure and success rate so sometimes you would fail out of that and if you failed out of it you wouldn't actually get any kind of stat increase which again I think is unfair. I didn't. I, I didn't like it. I. I think it is in. Pardon me. It is inherently unfair. And actually, it felt like that. Sy- that system, the training failure system, it felt heavily weighted towards failure, where yes. wherein I was failing more than I was succeeding. I think there is an element there of a, of an attempt at storytelling, in so much as again you are a rookie, an up and comer who is. Training and failing, training and failing and gradually, gradually eking out every little bit of gain that you get until eventually you're a champion. Yeah, it's rocky. It's rocky in monster form. I think it was an attempt at storytelling. I'm just not sure that the attempt at storytelling was worth the cost of frustration that you get from constantly failing at training.
1: I'm also wondering if you're maybe giving them a bit more credit than perhaps it's due that that you're assuming that's a, 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 an attempt at storytelling and it is just a quirk. Why? I don't know. It just feels so so randomized. Like there's, there's the the failure success rate just feels heavily... Well, no, it, well it feels, it feels it, either it randomized... It doesn't feel
0: randomized. You were just going to say it feels heavily weighted towards failure. It does, yes. Yeah, so therefore not randomized. See again, not randomised at all. If it was truly random, then there would be a fairly even, you would hope, yeah, uh, split in terms of so, and therefore that actually backs up the idea that there's some element of storytelling. the The thing that could could discredit that theory is that is if we continued playing for another few hours, and over the course of those few hours, we found that the failure rate main was re, was maintained rather than reduced. If if you're play, if your monster over the next couple of hours, if as you train them, they get more and more adept, and they become more and more successful, then that is that that's taking them on an arc. Yeah. If if your success rate starts high and re- maintained and it is maintained at a high level, then there's no arc there. So I can fully see uh, and would expect actually that they've tried to program in that that arc that um, that upward trend for your monster. The problem though is that it's a frustrating affair yeah one that i would have been happy to overlook when i was playing this originally and i'm not now because it feels like wasted time
1: and the central gameplay loop there is your monster wakes up at the start of the week and you've got a choice of lots of different actions that the monster can do but the main thing you're supposed to be doing is training the monster up you train the monster Mm. either success or failure and as we said weighted seemingly more failure the monster is then tired so then you have to make the monster rest and then you then go back to the start of this loop do you choose to train do you choose to give the monster food every so often the monster will have to have some food which um depending on the food type you once give it month. will increase okay once a month depending on the food type you give it will increase lots of its health back or of its health back or Whatever the stat is for that, I'm not sure, because it's
0: not health, is it? It's not health, no. The food, I I think, is all to do with your fatigue levels. So if you don't feed your monster adequately, then they will tire easily, which means that you then have to skip out on more training than you would if you had fed them in the first place.
1: So picking up on that then, neither of us were really sure as to what the food was doing. and it seems well it
0: was doing that that i just said
1: (laughs) yeah but it wasn't clear like where that was within the menus and one thing that you and i both struggle with it's an invisible yeah yeah, that's what i mean and one thing we both struggle with was this idea which i think again is a nice system but i would have liked to see more behind the scenes of it was this idea of loyalty when you're in the battles you give your monster orders for for in the fight so whether it's going to attack or defend or whatever equally you can just automatically do it and the fight will happen for you During the fight, if your loyalty is low, which I think at this point of the game it is because I think I agree with what Ashley's saying, it's trying to give some elements of story there, the monster will then just not do what you're telling it to do. And while I acknowledge that is quite good from a story point of view, from a gameplay point of view, it is very frustrating because you're trying to get the monster to defend or attack and it's not doing it. And then where the stat is for that as to what what loyalty level you have with the monster or indeed how to improve that loyalty is not seen at all it's not clear
0: yeah that that is again so whether that choice was right or wrong there are such things in rpgs as discrete information and um open information so if you've got if you've got a fully open information system all of those statistics would be available for you to see and therefore for you to manipulate but um what they've decided here is that there are some things that they want to be open to you and some things that they want to be close to you and actually that's that sort of mix is is a a normal approach for most rpgs pokemon is a perfect example because the evs and ivs or whatever those hidden statistics that actually are key to making competitive pokemon to building competitive pokemon Sorry. They are hidden information. You don't have access to those numbers. You don't necessarily, unless you have a a very good knowledge of how fighting and beating certain Pokemon affects EVs and IVs, you do not know what those EVs and IVs sit at, and therefore you don't know what their strengths and weaknesses actually are behind the scenes. What you do know is that their attack and their special attack, and their defense and special defense are such and such. You have access to that, and their HP, you know their HP. Yeah. But the things that are that, that are doing some more of the more nuanced lifting in terms of how that character. Behaves; those things are hidden to you, and that's what's going on here. And mm. I don't, I don't personally have a problem with that. I understand the desire to want to know, but then it's kind of, uh, it's not, it's not. So I was going to say it's kind of real world to have those things hidden. In so much as certainly loyalty, loyalty is not a tangible um, thing, is it? You can't, you can't actually measure loyalty. You can see the effects of loyalty.
1: I guess so. So.
0: Do you see what I mean? Like it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a muddy concept that, if, that in the real world, you you have only a small grasp on. And even if you think loyalty lies at one level it actually might be much higher or much lower
1: it feels like i guess like this is a halfway house between having all the stats available to you and having none of the stats available to you. and i i'm guessing the takeaway from that is that i would like to see all of that possibly and that's maybe yeah. that's maybe my view on the game coming into it just as a quick note there as well i genuinely thought in the first half when you mentioned evs and ivs i thought you meant Eevee's in the pokemon evy
0: yeah I liked how it sounded as well. I'm pretty sure they're Eevees and IVs, aren't they? Shall I check? Yeah,
1: might as well, just in the, in the interest of clarity. I've mentioned Eevee then as natural. monster. They are Eevees and IVs. They are Eevees. I've just mentioned Eevee as natural monster in Pokemon. Uh, the monster I had in this game, I didn't like as well, which maybe is part of the disdain I had for the game in general. It was this little... Cyclopsy snake creature and it kept making weird bleating noises at me and I, I just I didn't find it very cuddly or cute or yeah. anything, and uh just didn't, didn't have a bond with it
0: I had a it's it's sort of like Mike Wazowski but with a very long tail instead of legs or arms yeah exactly yeah but they, he's very he's very he, cute though and uh this one certainly wasn't that character is actually one of the mascots so he's the Pikachu equivalent which might explain why this as a as a franchise didn't necessarily yeah. bloom in the way that Pokemon did, so because um, they went
1: for something that wasn't cute and cuddly.
0: Yeah, just to go it back to the hidden information thing. I, I won't dwell on it, but there there are so few RPGs or any game or games where information is oh completely open. Like most RPGs, in particular, as soon as we're talking about a, you know an RPG system here, most RPGs will have some discrete information, and that discrete information will have a bearing on how those characters perform but uh, most games actually have hidden information as the core uh, as the main source uh, as the main information type like most games don't have an open system so as as is uh, as is tradition i'm going to refer to zelda breath of the wild breath of the wild has a very small number of open statistics you know how Generally, how powerful a weapon is, but even under the hood of those single number measurements, there's a lot more going on in terms of why that weapon works the way it does than guess, than you realise. So. And and even like the the um, the stamina of a weapon, the number of hits it can do, that is determined by hidden figures that you aren't privy to. Yeah, and mm. most of the time, people feel more at home with hidden information than they do with open information because open information results in information overload so what i think the 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 question here the question for this game is whether the choice of hidden information is the right information to hide as opposed to whether they should have hidden any Mm -hmm. information at all because if they just left everything open you end up with a from software style issue where you've got a big old list of numbers, and and they're assigned to certain things. And that big old list of numbers is a massive turnoff. If you yeah. turned on, if you turned on uh, Elden Ring, even if you turned on Elden Ring, I would expect you to have the entirely opposite problem. There is too much information on display right. here. I cannot be asked. <laughs> so. I, I don't know. I think we disagree in terms of what they've done with the information there.
1: Okay. Well, what's a, What was your takeaway from the game then?
0: Well, I don't think that it's... It is the game I remember. I don't think that it's nearly as compelling as I remember it being, unfortunately. And I think the reason for that is there's these levels of frustration that are unnecessary. So the fact that you can fail out of your training feels like a, a real bad choice personally because you have nothing that you can do there is no input you can give to this game to make to control for that you can't influence it at all seeming or at least as far as i know there's Mm. nothing you can do to to pull yourself out of that horrible um negative reinforcement cycle of failing more than you see so as much as i've said i think it's their attempt at telling this rookie to champ story i don't think it was the right way to do it myself i think it's too frustrating for the yeah. player and too much of a time sink so that that's one issue that i have i think that the battle system is, the battle system is unique and interesting in that so the battle system which we haven't talked about you there are two monsters that fight and they have this distancing mechanic so you are basically in some kind of, a certain amount of tug of war, tug of war where or, or boxing i said it, it's sort of trying to simulate the idea of a box two boxes trying to maintain distance between one another as a character, as a as a monster, the monster can move backwards and forwards in the arena, and the other monster can close that distance or or open that distance. So they're constantly sort of tugging against each other to try and uh, maintain or close distance. The move set that you have consists of three moves one can be used in close combat one can be used in mid combat and one can be used in long distance combat so if you wanted to use your long distance move you would have to try and open that distance and draw that distance out so it was long distance if you wanted to use your your close combat move then you'd have to close that distance but the other monster your opponent isn't necessarily playing on the same yeah terms as you so they're, they're maybe doing different things the concept of that the way the way that it could work I really liked the, the way that of that it did work sounds really yeah. good it, they also have a 60 second timer so there was no chance of fights going for too long like it, they were all just going to be one minute long and I thought that that was nice as well yeah especially for a handheld title the actual execution of those fights for reasons that you have said they are frustrating and the fact that you could be hammering a to try and get your monster to do something, and it would constantly just tell you no, yeah, was horrendous. Like it, it just didn't, <laughs> it, it didn't feel good in any way. And you could still win fights even with that, which was strange. But again, it's but, luck. Yeah. It it kind of felt like it was coming down to luck whether they would and, and on top of that, the way then the amount of dodging that other characters were doing was quite high. So again, it's it felt lucky if I got hit on. Um so yeah, not not great. But at the same time, again, there's there's part of me that's wrestling with that and saying maybe this was down to stats because if I'd upped my speed stat, maybe I would have landed more hits. And if I'd upped my speed stat, maybe I would have had more control over closing and opening that distance and therefore been able to position myself better and so on.
1: That's exactly the conclusion I came to. So then I went back to the training to try and get the training up and then, oh, oh yeah, i am failing the training. So, and then I got stuck in that cycle again.
0: Yeah. Also yeah.
1: With, with the training now back on that with the train there was a very strange situation where once you'd done the training you were given a choice to chastise your monster what was, was it punish was that the word you used No, in the game? scold scold so you could choose whether to scold your monster or not depending on how if if they failed the training and then your monster rats according to that uh I wasn't completely comfortable with that as a choice personally uh, no there was some other there was some other questionable material within the game as well. For example, you could take your monster to a hospital and if it enjoyed eating food, you could have the gluttony aspect of it taken out so it didn't eat as much food. Yeah. Not comfortable with that.
0: It was not just that, the the whole approach to the food side of it felt very weighted towards like dieting. And you could feed your monster real food, or you could give it—you could give it vitamins. And one of the notes on the vitamins was that it suppressed appetite, or something like that. So basically, they were diet pills. You could also go to the shop, and there was things like—I think there was one called Diet Weed, which again was a basically a drug to control the um, the the appetite of your monster, and and a few other things, gelatin. Oh, gelatin. Um, very few calories, but fills you up. That's what the mm-hmm. yum, yum. thing was there. Uh, so it was all very very um weight loss centric and it, it smacked of those questionable uh, tactics that are uh, we're sort of told will lead to fourteen pounds lost in in ten days or whatever you know yeah. it felt it felt like basically reading people magazine or whatever. It didn't feel like a very healthy uh, consideration of that no. aspect of the game, and it was, it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It just wasn't good. But and the scolding, I was on the same page with, with as you with the scolding. The scolding thing, I'm wondering whether it was a just a, a badly translated. Oh, so I again, I might be doing. I might be doing their jobs for them in, in in the same way that you said that I might have been doing earlier, in that I'm trying to excuse something that actually I didn't, didn't like at all, I thought was pretty tasteless, because what they were doing was punishing, to put in what I think are quite stark but a- applicable terms, punishing a child for their failure, which, mm. you know, the remnant of the teacher in me does not like that idea. It's not a very fru- fruitful one, no matter what people want them so want to believe themselves failure is failure everybody uh, everybody has it everybody has to deal with it and making people feel shit for failing is not is not a way to a healthy world
1: i wanted the same thing about if it was a translation error but then in the original title that there must that must have been there there must have been there in order to have been translated you know Mm. what could it have potentially have been but what could it
0: possibly be sorry there are all sorts of roots to bad translations and they're not all down to a bad translator there are words that exist in languages that we don't necessarily have perfect translations oh, completely. for Sch- schadenfreude is yeah. the uh, the good example that springs to mind where it's yeah. a, a german word that actually we use in english because it just we don't have anything that's not wordy to sum up what that means japan not only does it have a very different a very different vocabulary around various different aspects of its culture but it has a, a different culture and that doesn't mean worse culture but they do have different i mean japan is a country at least from my limited experience and knowledge of it. They have certain approaches to certain aspects of life that we don't necessarily have here, for better and for worse. But then saying that, I'm I'm making this very long-winded and convoluted and possibly uh, stereotypical and wrong assertion here. But actually, parents in this country don't necessarily teach their kids in the best ways. And the idea of scolding might, for a lot of kids in this country, that the idea of being scolded for, for learning poorly in for lack of a better way of of stating it, uh, the idea of being scolded for that is probably a dream because a lot of them will get that or worse. So, you know, our culture in that sense isn't much better.
1: Yeah, sadly.
0: We don't, as a species, really have a very firm grasp of how to do a good job of teaching each other because we're too busy trying to get get one over on each other (laughs) a lot of the time or make ourselves feel better. Is that too deep? No, that was nice. I liked
1: it. Well, not nice is the wrong word. Last thing then before we start wrapping up is the usual... Uh, game Boy Advance, this game where, bingo, is the music was lovely
0: and it looked nice. There you go. It did. It looked more than nice. It, it looked painterly in in points, in places. And that, again, for the Game Boy Advance... For games game it, 20 just, years old. Yeah, it just continues to impress me. I don't know what kind of weird drinks they were drinking, those Game Boy Advance developers, but they kept hitting the, the mark, certainly in terms of... Music and visuals. It does seem a bit of a shame that that is just like a little positive tag on the end of what has been a bit of a a bit of a moan about the game, because it really does. Like, I can't emphasize enough how well in just in general how well those games hold up. Those Game Boy Advance games hold up, and this isn't an exception in that regard. Unfortunately, it's an exception in in too many other areas um to our Game Boy Advance winning streak and yeah. I would go so far as to say that this is our first L on the system
1: and also we've we had a nice run over the last few weeks with Max Payne, the Sims, Stanley Parable. we've played some good some good games so uh, we have yeah had so it's worth with we would with a you. Bump
0: yeah absolutely yeah
1: ah, well, well we'll see what uh what next week brings shall we
0: what is it going to bring is it going to bring a mega drive game
1: uh, it might do actually yeah just because we've played a few pc games of late is it golden axe uh,
0: uh we'll is it streets
1: and, of rage i we'll have to wait to find out next week won't we is uh, it
0: so, marco's magic football never played it oh me neither so, no. well actually i've played it since but not in the old days so
1: all that remains to wrap up is to say thank you everyone for listening i've got a professional here thank you everyone for listening and remember to join us on all the social meds and like share subscribe rate and review as well please
0: yes please thank you for sticking with us uh, it's not the game for staying this long like i'm surprised you're here yeah well but thank done. you for being here achievements unlocked yeah well done see you later bye bye